Welcome everyone to episode five of Love My Sheep. I am your host, Miss Lydia, and on today's episode, I'm going to share my longest conversation. It is important I share this to provide a greater understanding of why I journey or companion with grief. My longest conversation is with God. I came to this realization in the loss of my father seven years ago. While I was reflecting on our conversations, I realized it did not matter if those conversations or others that I had with those that had passed on did not continue. The only one I had spoken to more than anyone else on this planet was and still is God. Only God knows all the cries of my heart and every single ounce of who I am who I was, and who I will be in the future. He knows every prayer I ever prayed, every thought unspoken, and every word spoken. We know God is the author and finisher of our faith, so I find such relief in knowing the one who knows me the most can never leave me. God is faithful. I have always wondered what goes through people's minds when they are not engaged in any activity, or even if they are. I'm constantly talking to God, and for as long as I can remember, I was always that way. In 1 Thessalonians 5.17, we find the verse, Pray without ceasing. And to me, that is just second nature. I'm constantly asking God about so many things. Requesting peace, requesting comfort, requesting strength, seeking His will in all things, and asking Him to align my heart with His. How often do you speak to God? We can find many definitions of prayer, but let's examine what Jesus said about prayer. Let's turn to Matthew 6, verses 5 to 7. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues, and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father, which is in secret, and thy Father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, Use not vain repetitions, as the heathen do, for they think they shall be heard for their much speaking. I have always loved verse 7, because even Jesus encouraged us to be succinct. We see Jesus pray many times throughout the Gospels, and we see the intimacy of his prayer time, as it is documented that he was physically alone. Faith is pivotal, and a requirement of prayer. Let's look at Matthew 21, verses 21 and 22. Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If ye have faith, and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, Believing, ye shall receive. Believing is faith. What will encourage anyone's faith is also prayer. I think 
That is why many of us love the story of the father of the demon-possessed boy in Mark 9. I'm going to begin at verse 21, where Jesus responds to the convulsions in the boy, and end at verse 27. And Jesus asked his father, How long has this been happening to him? And he said, From childhood. And it has often cast him into fire and into water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, If you can, all things are possible for one who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that a crowd came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, You mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. And after crying out and convulsing him terribly, it came out, and the boy was like a corpse. So that most of them said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. The honesty and humility of crying, I believe, help my unbelief, is truthfully something we all should cry out at some point in this journey. I don't know if I ever met anyone who wasn't truly challenged in their faith. We may have faith in some areas of our lives and not in others. Or our faith can grow stale while we're in the waiting room depending on what we're doing or not doing to nurture our faith. To be honest, I don't think I have ever cried, help my unbelief. I have asked God to help me to tune out anything that is hindering my faith. Many times I will examine in a backtrack type of examination to try and figure out where along the journey did my faith start to fall apart. And I submit that to God. It's never ever anything that God has done, but always something that I allowed to be louder than his voice and his promise. It is so important when in the thick of grief to pray to God, asking his voice to be louder than anything else. I feel that is what the father was doing in verse 24 of Mark 9. He began first with, I believe, before crying out, help my unbelief. In prayer, we should declare our faith to God first. Submitting that to Him first and then asking for help is a huge demonstrative gesture of honor. God honors honor. We see that in 1 Samuel 2.30. There isn't time to read the verse, but I encourage anyone who is struggling or grieving over a particular matter, there is a strong likelihood that it is your faith that requires nurturing. If you don't know where to start or what happened, ask God. He will honor that you are seeking this not from anyone else, but that first and foremost, you are seeking this from Him. Declare your belief, your faith, your trust in him first and allow him to do the rest. God desires intimacy with his children. Let your longest conversation ever also be with God. Pray without ceasing 
and God will perform marvelous works. Remember, prayer is a conversation with God. Listen to him, obey him, and give him all the glory. It's important to know that all things are of, through, and to God. Romans 11.36 For of him and through him and to him are all things, to whom be glory forever. Amen. Until next time, know that I love you and the Lord loves you the most.